1: Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish independent WhatsApp channel.
2: On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international bestselling author Hemant Sunim telling us what to do when things don't go your way.
0: When we are, you know, very young and have a first love, and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end.
2: As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. You're listening to The Indo-Daily. Now, a special episode from our sister podcast, The
1: Tell. I don't think I'll ever forgive the post office for, for what they've done. I certainly won't forget it because it ruined our life.
0: It is what would be for many of us our worst nightmare, being convicted of a crime despite being innocent. But that's exactly what happened in the post
2: office scandal. Between 2007 and 2014, 736 post office workers were prosecuted for false accounting, fraud, and
0: theft. It has been described as one of the biggest miscarriages of justice in UK history. This has been an appalling miscarriage of justice, an appalling treatment of all the people affected, and it's right that they get the redress that they deserve. Over 700 postmasters and postmistresses wrongly accused of stealing money. Many were shamed, some were bankrupted, and some. Ended up in prison.
2: So, I mean, I went to court on the 2nd of February um, and I was sent to jail that day because I was advised that if I pleaded guilty to false accounting, um, I would get a custodial sentence, but
1: I got one anyway.
0: It was later revealed the missing money was the fault of a computer program. Post office management had already decided on a strategy which was to blame users.
1: That's why the Horizon. Phone call people kept saying you're the only one because they had been told, instructed, said that was the party lie.
0: To tell this tragic story, I'm joined by the Belfast Telegraph's technology reporter, Curtis Reid. Curtis, you're very welcome to the Tale. Thank you very much, Kim. Curtis, people have been coming up to me in the street and talking to me about, did you hear about that post office scandal? Another journalist said, of course you're going to do a podcast about this post office scandal. It is, and it's very interesting, you know, we know that innocent people were convicted of crimes. But it is a challenge, I suppose, to try and explain to people in an interesting way what this is about. Because literally, this is about accounting software, yes. which is not really the normal subject that, to, well, certainly not in this podcast. I'm sure there are some accounting software podcasts out there. Yes. So the challenge to you is, can you explain the post office scandal in simple terms,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, so uh, this basically started in in 1999 and went the whole way to 2015. So to explain, just sort of in, in layman terms, you know, imagine that you run a small post office store. You're responsible for the cash, the stamps, the parcels. And one day, the computer system says that you're missing lots of money. You swear it's wrong. Nobody listens, but they think that you stole it. Um, So this is what happened to, to many postmasters here in Northern Ireland and throughout the UK, all because of a faulty computer system called Horizon. So like I said, from 1999 to 2015, hundreds were wrongly accused of theft and fraud based on this computer system's errors. So to explain a little bit more about this actual computer system. So it was 1999, the post office decided they needed a bit of a change. So they used a company called Fujitsu to implement a new software called Horizon. However, this is where it all began because Horizon was far from a perfect system. It had bugs, it made mistakes, it did shortfalls. It it showed that money was missing when it wasn't. Um, a lot of people who I've, I've spoken to who were involved in this actual scandal um, describe how the system would operate transactions without, would, would operate transactions itself. Um, it would just do it automatically, therefore leading to, you know, miscalculated funds at the end of the month or at the end of the working day, because the system was doing it itself. Curtis, you're the technology reporter here at the Belfast Telegraph, so
0: you understand these things better than most, but for many people, 99 percent of us don't understand computers. And computers have a reputation of infallibility. And they also have this reputation now because of artificial intelligence that they can think for themselves. But we're talking about a piece of software that dates from 1999. You're talking about bugs and problems. Fundamentally, a human being created this software which runs on a computer. And that is where the problem originates from, ultimately, it's, it's a mistake made in programming or multiple mistakes made in the programming. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's quite interesting that it started in 1999. So we'll get on to, to Mr. McLaughlin uh, later on, uh, the person that I interviewed who was wrongly convicted here in Northern Ireland. But, you know, he he made such a good point where when he was one of the first to raise concerns about the system, the system that he used every single day whilst he was working in the post office and he knew himself and he was passionate about the fact that it was not human error. It was a computer system that was making these faults. And he said to me, you know, in 2004, when I raised these concerns, computer systems were seen as infallible. You know, they were seen as they could do no wrong. They were ginormous calculators. And therefore, if there was any mistakes shown, it was human error and it couldn't possibly be the computer. Ironically, four years before Mr. McLaughlin raised his concerns and one year after Horizon was implemented into the post offices, the world was panicking over something called the millennium bug, which everyone thought that the entire world's computer systems were going to go down because they didn't have faith that a computer would be able to recognize zero zero in the year 2000 as the date so it's strange that those two things almost happened in conjunction with one another computers are infallible they're brilliant but will they just collapse because they simply cannot compute zero zero how many people did this ultimately involve in one way or the other So this is actually a really hard uh, question to answer. Uh, We know it's well over 700. So 736 people have been criminally prosecuted. However, that's 700 people that have came forward. There are probably thousands of people that this happened to that have never made it public Uh, and that could be for a variety of reasons. You know, this was a very shameful thing to happen to people, um, you know, at, at the start when they were initially accused of stealing money. You know, I think when it comes down to a post office environment, you know, when we think of a post office, we think of community, we think of a small little branch, you know, where people, especially elderly people, are going in, they're doing their daily transactions, they're lifting money, they're checking their bank accounts, they're getting their pensions and it was very much a community spirit I mean, my grandmother herself personally knows her uh, postmaster by name when she goes in to do her, her transaction. So... The fact that these people were accused of fraud and mismanagement of funds just led to this really, you know, massive shadow of shame. So therefore, a lot of people have never ever came forward uh, to. But they would
0: have been accused, yes. By so they,
2: they, there's there's multiple people that have been convicted that have never came forward to get their convictions quashed, despite the fact that. I mean, I spoke to a solicitor earlier on this week who's who's leading up a, a great uh, part in the in the Northern Irish aspect of this, uh, and he's he's actually going over to. Uh, to you know, be uh, become involved with the actual inquiry, which is currently ongoing. Into this, I mean, he knows that there are people here in Northern Ireland that have been convicted, and all they need to do is come forward to have their convictions quashed. You know, but they just won't, and they haven't. So when we talk about figures, we can never be exact. We can never be exact. Now that I mean, those people.
0: To live with a conviction, criminal conviction, has huge consequences. Exactly. It's supposed to have huge consequences. So we do know that there are, you know, we're working around this figure of over 700 um, postmasters and postmistresses, but we do understand that thousands were suspected, accused, convicted of this. Yeah,
2: and not even convictions as well when you come down to the people who were, you know, there there the is bound to be, and we know we know there are people out there that have came and the post office accused them of stealing money and they have used their own funds to pay it back. You know, there are people out there that have probably bankrupt themselves and they've just made sure that it go, you know, They've probably used their own funds to pay it back to ensure that it goes away. I mean, when we talk about convictions, yes, but we also talk about livelihoods that have been ruined and those people have paid this amount of money in order to avoid a conviction and are still living out there with that shame, with that, you know, with knowing that, that that happened to them and it all could be resolved if they simply came forward. People who were
0: forced to pay back the money, people who lost their businesses... People who were criminally convicted, uh, people who have to live with this shame, uh, some people actually did time over this.
2: Yes. Yeah. Can,
0: we, can, we, can we put a figure on
2: that? Uh, again, very very complicated. At least three people we know served uh, some form of prison sentence. Um, it's 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 interesting in in terms of the perspective of this. So the the post office's tactics was very much you need to pay this back, um, and you know if you pay it back, then we might just sort of move on from it. You know, if the person maybe put up a little bit more of a of a fight, you know, and. and or physically could not pay it back because some of the sums of money that these postmasters were accused were in the sixty, seventy thousand pounds, which people simply do not have to to just freely pay back. Um, most people took plea agreements. You know, most people pleaded not, or most people pleaded guilty uh, in order to avoid actual jail time. But again, we're talking about you know pleading guilty to a crime that you that you actually did not commit and wrongly convicted. Uh, so yes, uh, a few people that we know at least uh, served some form of prison sentence.
0: We have to be very, very careful here about my next question, but I think it has to be asked. This scandal and everything that went with it does seem to have been a factor in some people ending their own lives. And I mean, obviously there may have been other factors involved. We have to be very careful. But that's out there.
2: Yes, it is. At least four people um, are believed to have taken their lives due to this scandal.
0: You know... I think the question I I mean, I have many questions now, but the question I have asked myself is, you're working in the post office at a certain level, and obviously there are going to be dodgy postmasters. I mean, there like there are dodgy journalists, like there are you know, people, like there are dodgy policemen. Mm-hmm. But at what stage do you look at your screen and think, well, how can there be thousands of them? Why did they not realise that something had gone wrong and if they i mean and if they did realize that something had gone wrong why did they vindictively go after people that they must have suspected that there were there was something wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's two ways to look at it. You know, I think whenever you talk about people, you know, why didn't they, you know, the postmasters themselves, you know, why didn't they realise that there was something wrong? Um, You know, this was a new computing system, you know, they had licensed, uh, you know, the, the ability to run a post office. The post office at the time had a very trustworthy reputation. So, you know, it was probably a form of, you know, uh, not to use a buzzword, but, you know, gaslighting themselves into thinking, oh, well, maybe I have made a mistake here. You know, I, I have done something, you know. Know, maybe there are shortfalls, you know, maybe I'm not a, a good postmaster, maybe I have made mistakes. Uh, and then that probably led to, uh, you know, a, a admitting something that, you know, that they were convinced was the truth at the time. And I think a lot of that ha- also has to do with the post office experience. Uh, the post office's tactics in their approach Um, you know one victim here in in Northern Ireland Deirdre Connolly described it as a a bully boy method Um, you know that people were intimidated they would turn up to their post offices uh, to find two you know managerial workers who put a lot of pressure on the the postmasters themselves you know convincing them you know you've stole the money or if you haven't stole the money another person has stole the money and I think one of the most interesting and, and, and devastating parts of this entire ordeal is that anytime a person had reported uh, an issue with the Horizon system the post office ensured that they were led to believe that they were the only person that this affected so if you rang up and you told the post office that you were experiencing a glitch or you believed there was a glitch in the Horizon system which is leading to shortfalls the post office deliberately told people you're the only person that this is happening to that's beyond dishonest. Yeah, it is. It, it, it really was one of the most interesting aspects of this entire story, to convince people that they were the only people that this is happening to. You know, it, it plays into that tactics of, you can see why so many people just either paid the money back or just, you know, pled guilty to these convictions because of these tactics, because of this sort of emotional manipulation that, 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 that you know, was implemented. And it is ultimately very, very tragic. I mean, imagine, you know, I think there's a real personal aspect to, the, to this Story, you know, has been has been greatly portrayed in the in the ITV series, um, Mr. Bates versus the Post Office, which is, you know, the personal impact on people. People wanted it to go away, and if you think you're you're working in a post office, you've you've worked all your life to buy one or license one, and you know you're working closely with the community, and you're told by the post office itself, well, this you're the only person that this has ever happened to, so therefore you must be doing something wrong.
0: Oh my God. It, it, it's, it's just doubled right in front of my eyes. Now, now it says I'm £4,000 down.
1: It'll sort itself out, these things do. In the meantime...
0: I, I was only doing what you told me. In the meantime, you'll need to make good the loss. I haven't got that money and I don't know where it's gone. I'm sorry, you are responsible for balancing your account and making good any shortfalls. You mentioned the ITV drama series. That's why this is back in, in the news. Obviously, we know sometimes that the, the dramatisation of, of a story can engage the public in a way that perhaps a print story about accounting software yeah. cannot never... You know, despite the devastating consequences of this, I just wonder, before I, 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 I move on, the, the post office covered up mistakes. They doubled down on a mistake. Mm-hmm. They ruined lives mm-hmm. They told lies This People went to jail Some people ended their own lives I mean Has anyone from the post office Or Fujitsu been punished?
2: No Um I mean, if you'd asked me that question, it would have been a lot simpler a couple of days ago. But over the weekend, um, the Met Police in London said that they would be launching a, a formal investigation into um, uh, the post office specifically. Two people were interviewed under caution. However, it's important to stress that we don't know who those two people are. We don't know whether or not they were um, you know, in, involved. Uh, we don't know what, at what level or if they are involved with the post office. But two people were interviewed under caution, which sort of leads to believe that this may be a, a criminal investigation coming. Um, just to, to note that that investigation uh, relates to fraud um, related to the prosecutions of uh, of Postmasters.
0: Just um, before I move on, can you take us through very succinctly the latest timeline with regards to this? I mean, because we, you know, w- I mean, I, I'm looking, we discussed how the original rollout of the Horizon system began in 1999. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All of the problems that we discussed came, a, came about in 2009. Uh, the Postmasters form an action group. Uh, To to deal with this. In 2013 that's four years later, post office then admits defects in Horizon software but
2: then say the system was fixed and is effective. Can you take us on from that point? Uh, Yeah and uh, the really interesting part of this timeline as well is that although in 2013 the post office admitted that there was defects in the Horizon system, um, as we'll get on to uh, Mr McLaughlin who was a postmaster affected here in Northern Ireland, uh, recalls ringing the helpline set up for for postmasters uh, in 2013 Four, um, only to be fr- confronted with a, a ready-made response uh, which implied that the post office already knew there was defects in the system uh, and therefore were equipped to deal with any queries or issues around it way back in 2004 but uh, before they eventually did admit uh, that there were de- uh, defects. Uh, yes so in 2014 a forensic report described uh, Horizon as not fit for purpose due to the errors. Uh, the post office denied it and the prosecutions then continued. Uh, in 2017 uh, a group action is brought by sub, pa- sub postmasters in london's high court and the post office is successfully sued by 555 sub postmasters that's still ongoing there are people who have still yet to receive one penny of compensation there are people out there who have declared bankruptcy so therefore any compensation that they have received 51 percent is taken then by the state it's you know that's that's i think a really an emotional toll you know there's people out there that had to declare bankruptcy because they paid this money back they're therefore receiving compensation and they're not even getting the amount that they paid back in compensation which is just leading to further devastation which is you a lot of people are out there thinking well that's it you know i've received my compensation and you know that that's it uh, it's
0: that's, that's the kind of thing you would expect government to step in with with some sort of legislation some sort of uh, I, I understand this has got very, very complicated, and I'm thinking about the listener, yeah, uh, yeah. very much because you know as, as as they start, I suppose the injustice is so grand, and yeah. it is so complete, and it's so unfair. That you know the human brain thinks how would this happen and you fear you know I don't want to think about this I don't want to understand because I'm afraid of it happening to Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. Um, So what's the latest on this?
2: Yeah, so uh, over the weekend, uh, the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak uh, took a very uh, substantial interest in it. He said that you know that the 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 post office. should be or you know, there, there should be a process in which uh, the person at fault or the company at fault should be held responsible. Just as recently as today, there's been calls for Fujitsu to step in. Um, they're the parent company of the Horizon system. Uh, they created the system. Uh, Fujitsu has a, has a very long uh, relationship with uh, certain government bodies. It's also heavily involved in certain bodies here in, in Northern Ireland in, uh, for funding. Uh, there have been calls for Fujitsu to, to step in and help pay the the compensation the further compensation to to all the victims, uh, I think it's been really spearheaded like we said by the the ITV series. I think the ITV series did a great job of portraying you know four different individuals who were personally impacted, and I think whenever. Like we've said in this podcast, it's it's very hard to put a human angle on a story which at the end of the day is about accounting software and, you know, shortfalls and glitches. But when you put a, a human in front of that story, like Alan McLaughlin, who we'll talk about, or like uh, Alan Bates or the people portrayed in the series, you you really get to see the emotional toll and impact uh, and there is a warning here as well, uh, you know, which is that if you work with, you know, money, you work for a larger company, you know, this could happen to anyone. I mean, this this was, at the end of the day, a glitch in a software system that plenty of retail establishments use. Uh, not Horizon specifically, but they use some form of, you know, a- accounting software. And this really could happen to anybody. And it always seems to happen To the little people It does Uh, Hannah
0: You mentioned Alan McLaughlin Mm -hmm. He's a local victim Of this Um, What can you tell me You have interviewed Alan McLaughlin What can you tell me about Alan McLaughlin
2: Alan worked in a uh, post office just for two years as well. Uh, He was a postmaster at a post office up in uh, North Belfast. Uh, And during that time, he detected that there were irregularities with the Horizon system. He's very, very adamant that, you know, he raised the concerns almost immediately. He was straight on to the post office's helpline, uh, you know, and, you know, was really adamant that there was errors in the system and therefore the errors in the system must be fixed.
1: What I I came to the conclusion after a few months that um, they literally didn't know what they were doing. And I'm referring to post office management and the Horizon trainers, because obviously when I complained and I, I demanded that they sort out what these problems where or asked that they sort out these, these problems whenever they couldn't come up with solutions you know you know whenever i i did set of the accounts with their trainers and representatives and the variations were still the same obviously then you pose the question well why is this happening if you can't identify that myself or any of the staff are making mistakes then why is the system generating errors now whenever they can't come up with an answer to that, mm-hmm. you know straight the way that there are two possibilities. One, they simply don't know. Or two, they're closing ranks and are preparing to shift the blame to to the users. Yeah. And of yeah. course, we now know that in 1997 to 1999, before the system was even rolled out, post office management had already decided on a strategy which was to blame users. That's why the horizon Phone call. People kept saying you're the only one, and it must be something you're doing because they had been told, instructed, said that was the party line. Yeah, yeah. Party line was that users were to blame. Yeah, but I knew that wasn't the case. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, it's 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 real. I know we talk about how this story is just so immense and and so perplexing, but you know, he describes ringing the post office and hearing a rehearsed answer from one of their from one of their management teams uh, on the helpline that's set up for for post office staff to report any issues. You know, he describes hearing such a rehearsed scripted answer about the specific concerns that he was raising, and this was his first red flag. You know, he thought, well. This is this is strange because why would a company um, who's not aware of any issues uh, with its system have such a scripted specific answer to the faults that he was that he was highlighting?
0: So he suspected um, he suspected something was wrong. But what happened
2: to him? So uh basically the the post office then quite simply accused him of uh being responsible for the for the shortfalls. Um his uh, offences relate to a total of nearly ten thousand pounds, which the post office claimed that he was uh directly uh responsible for uh for mismanaging or, you know, in layman's terms, stealing. Um, you know he's he's like I said before, he's a very stoic individual. You know, when he talked about this, he was very, very, you know, firm in knowing that he was completely in the right and he, you know, ensured in, that it didn't let, uh, he, he didn't let the entire process affect him. You know, we've we've heard plenty of interviews from people who have talked about, you know, the absolute, and, you know, with every right, you know, the absolute devastation that this took on his life, he's very adamant that he did not let this affect him because he knew in his heart of hearts that he was completely right all along. Um, but I mean I mean, you're right. He was convicted of
0: false accounting offences. Yes. Fifteen fraud related offences. Uh, responsible for I mean, not a criminal conviction, a serious criminal conviction, so he's not affected by it. Can I ask,
2: what is his legal status now? Uh, he recently received a portion of compensation. However, he's still taking part in the ongoing inquiry. Uh, and then at the end of the inquiry, it may lead to to further compensation for further victims. How, has
0: his record been wiped?
2: But yes. Oh, okay. he, yes. So he, uh, in 2022, last year, his conviction was declared a mistrial because the post office failed to declare during his uh, original case that they... Knew and detected faults with the Horizon system. There is a really interesting part in Mr. McLaughlin's entire case, and he, you know, his he he's not shy about admitting that this may hinge the entire public inquiry, um, on, which is that because he reported the issues so early on in 2004, and he commissioned his own forensic report, so he got his legal team to 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 compile a forensic report based on data that the post office gave him. And he analysed that and was able to spot the errors. It becomes really important that the post office then admitted that there was issues then to him. But then they stopped admitting that after. So it, it becomes almost that, you know, Mr McLaughlin's almost a very key figure in this entire thing which is that the post office sort of gave in to him but hoped that it would just sort of go away and then when it grew and grew and grew it became very very clear that what he had done was was you know a a process that could perhaps change the eventual outcome of all of this
0: so he's an important character in the story i can tell you looking at these details that i i think i would end up myself personally being very ill if I was finding myself in this this, this situation. Yeah,
2: I mean, there were so many people that were, you know, just, you know, the complete devastation on their lives, you know, and and a lot of people also talk about, you know, there's no smoke without fire, you know, if there's people who ran post offices in small rural communities that were accused of this, and then, you know, the the... the the revelation sort of got round the the rural communities and sometimes an accusation like that no matter how many times we explain you know how the horizon it accounting scandal there are accusations out there that will you know follow these people forever you know once once tarred a thief there will be people in those rural communities that always consider that person to be a thief
0: can you tell us anything about uh, any other Northern Ireland-based victims of this post office scandal?
2: Yeah, so uh, the public inquiry is still ongoing. And in, in May 2022, um, a, a woman called Sinead Rainey from Moneyglass uh, gave a very emotional impact statement in that inquiry, uh, which was was wildly reported on. Um, she describes being accused of of stealing up to £63,000, which just shows the impact and the accusations that was levelled at these uh, these these workers. Um, she describes being accused, arriving at her post office one day to find two post office staff members uh, who then went on to accuse her. She describes driving home, lifting a bucket in her house, smashing her children's piggy banks, You know, finding money anywhere that she could, ringing her parents who emptied their bank accounts, family, friends, uncles who also emptied their bank accounts, all to raise £42,000. Then to drive back to the post office and give them the forty-two thousand pound, and admitting that she knows that it's not the sixty-three thousand pound, but this is all she could raise. Uh, and the post office said no, and she was she was marched to a police station.
0: Has anyone in the post office, anyone involved in this, any of these the, these individuals who took part in this, has anyone spoken out? Has anyone admitted it? Has anyone apologised or anything?
2: No, no. It's 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 such a strange. Approach, and I know what you mean for it to go on such a long time. I mean, this is 20 years since Alan McLaughlin first raised his concerns. You know, so he's lived with this for 20 years, but there has never been an example of, you know, maybe someone who has left the post office who's maybe came back and, and thought, oh, well, you know, I'm going to talk about my involvement in this, I'm going to talk about the tactics. It seems to this, this vacuum of silence.
0: Well, Curtis, we asked the Post Office for a statement, and here's what they had to say. They said, We are acutely aware of the human cost of the scandal and are doing all we can to right the wrongs of the past as far as that is possible. Both Post Office and Government are committed to providing full, fair, and final compensation. For the people affected, to date, offers of compensation totaling more than 138 million have been made to around 2,700 postmasters. The majority of which have been agreed and paid. Interim payments continue to be made in cases which have not yet been resolved. Well, Curtis, this is a subject I have no doubt we will return to. But in the meantime, Curtis Reid, technology reporter with the Belfast Telegraph. Thank you very much. This episode of The Bell Tale was produced by myself, Kieran Dunbar, sound designed by Graham Davidson. Clips from UTV, BBC,
2: and Sky.
1: We're offering Indo Daily listeners 50% off an Irish independent digital subscription. Head over to independent.ie forward slash redeem to sign up for unlimited access to premium content, e paper, puzzles, and more.
2: Just enter the code INDO, that's I-N-D-O, to receive 50% off your subscription. Stay informed and engaged. Subscribe today.